Welcome to From Deep. This is episode six, and I am your host, Luke Jansen, and with me is Phil Wiseman, my co-host. Say hello, Phil. Hello, beautiful people. Episode six. Thank you for listening. Let's talk some basketball. We got From Deep, NBA Weekly, NBA 2K Sim, Hot Take, We the North. If you have no ideas what those are, don't worry about it. You're soon going to find out, Phil. Without further ado, let's jump into it. So... We have our From Deep questions. We always do our silly questions first. We're going to have some fun with this one. We are going to play rock, paper, scissors. Who goes first? For those of you listening in just through audio, you're going to say, well, how do I know what you're putting up on the screen? Don't you worry. We got you covered. We're going to go one, two, three, and then either say rock, paper, or scissors. Now, you're just going to have to believe us that whatever we say is actually what we did. So that's a big trust. You gotta, we, Hopefully, we'll earn your trust through this show as we continue. We're going to find out. We're going to find out when you put up scissors and there's paper. That's what's going to happen. <laughs> there's a good chance that I just do that by accident, but that's mm-hmm. okay. Um, okay, Phil. Yeah, let's let's do this. So I'll, I'll go one, two, three, and then you, you, you call out where you're going, okay? Okay. All right. One, two, three, paper. Oh, okay. Paper. Okay. All right. You ready again? One, yeah. two, three, paper. Rocks. You got it. <laughs> yes. I mean, there was never any doubt I was going to win, so. <laughs> <laughs> Give me your question. What you got I'm, this week? I'm a competitive person, Phil. I need to win, even win rock, paper, scissors. Like, I'm going to actually record this, and if I'm on a losing streak, I'll probably just quit my podcasting career um, early just on. Just become a rock, paper, scissors professional? Yeah. I mean, they have those competitions out there. You could, you could try it out. I could. This could All be right. the start of something something new, a new, new uh, mm-hmm. venture. But yes, mm-hmm. my question for you from deep, well, let's switch over to the segment. So, you know, people got to hear that sound, that beautiful from deep because it's coming from out far the question for you mr phil if the nba was sued today and all basketballs were no longer available to be used so wilson spalding they all said not you can't use basketballs anymore what sport would the nba borrow the ball from to use going forward hmm I think that's a good question, right? Look at my creative mind. Look at me go. Mm-hmm. So Look if the us. NBA got sued and they said that basketball design, it can't be used for basketball anymore. Yeah. We're actually using that in NASA research to bring it to Mars to make the aliens eat from this shape. Is that that's your that's your theory? That's what that's I'm saying. Theory? Yeah. So then yeah. and then they have to borrow from another professional sport. So they can't just make a new basketball. They yeah. have to borrow from so you could you could do a, a golf ball. A golf ball would be something interesting, but I'm going to go with the classic volleyball. I think I could hear the people yelling at me, Phil, volleyball. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going with a volleyball because I, I play volleyball uh, once a week, besides when it's pandemic time. And you can dribble that thing. You can play around with it. It's a little bit smaller than a, than an average basketball, but there's some grip to it. A soccer ball is a little too slippery and loose. I think you got to go with a volleyball. So how deep does Steph Curry's range become with a volleyball? It's a little bit smaller than a basketball, a little bit lighter. I mean, you could get get a little more influence from the crowd. Like uh, you could have one side blowing rather than like yelling if you were doing it at a home court game, and that could affect it, I think, to a certain degree. Yeah. So I'm gonna go maybe a couple feet further back. Yeah, a couple feet further back. 
Yeah. What's, I mean, what, was this what you were thinking, or were you thinking no, another kind of? Ball? So I, I went, I went a little bit more different. I so so yeah. Mm. I, was thinking, I thought you were going to pick soccer ball, to be honest. Okay. Okay. Um, so. But then I was going to the the thing there is it's too too slippery. Like you wouldn't exactly you know, like you wouldn't. There's no shot there. The volleyball does have some grooves in it, but mm -hmm. it's really light. So I don't know mm -hmm. how dribbling. I mean, yeah, it's kind of there. You can dribble it. I can tell you can dribble it for sure. Yeah. So I was thinking to be to go old school basketball, or you could even go like kind of like college basketball. I was thinking a rugby ball. Oh yeah, yeah, Just, yeah. You know, mind you, you couldn't really dribble that well. Rugby's yeah, it's not the it's not the same circular shape though. That but would be the only... maybe you learn how to dribble it. Like if you had if that was your professional sport and you had to use a rugby ball, I think you learn how to dribble it. It'd be a there'd be a lot more passing. There'd be less passing. ISO play. Uh, but you still have that grip, you know? Like, I feel like the shooting aspect could still be there. Mm -hmm. I don't know how big a rugby ball is, so I don't know if, if that would fit in the rim. I'm hoping it does. I don't know what the bounce is. I think you got to expand the rim, Reba depending on how it's going in. Rebounding would be very different. <laughs> Trying to read that. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, yeah. Just more for the giggles, I would love to see rugby ball be the... <laughs> that would be something else. A puck, Phil. That's what I was going to pick. A hockey puck. Oh, so Canadian of you. So Canadian of you. Oh, fuck. God. Slap that on the floor. Wouldn't even move. No. Wouldn't work. Oh, that's a good question, though. I like that. Ping I like pong that. ball. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of fun fun theories you could go with there. Let us know yeah. in the comments below what you guys would pick. Would you pick a rugby ball? Would you pick a volleyball? A golf ball? A baseball? What, what I think one the people are going to side with me on a on a volleyball. I think I volleyball think makes the most common sense, but I, I'd love yeah. to hear some people's opinions on it. Give give me your best. All right, Phil, your Sounds question. Good. Time. Let's let's jump into it. Okay, uh, word association games. Do you know what I mean when I say that? Like a word association yeah, game. You say so lamp. I say, I say light bulb. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that kind of word association game for you. Okay. So if you were to label the top NBA stars as food restaurants, who would be what and why? As food restaurants. Mm -hmm. Oh boy. I guess any kind of restaurant, I guess I don't need to specify food when it comes to a restaurant because a restaurant just serves food. You could also <laughs> go beverage here as well. So if you were to label an NBA star as a restaurant, what as would be, yeah, who uh, would be- Okay, so Shaq wearing a Burger King. Okay. <laughs> I think Burger it's just, King he's it's, the just king? it's just he's the king and he, he you know he got a little bit bigger okay. in his final years. He's a and he's a Burger King. Um mm -hmm. we'd give uh JJ Reddick. I'm trying to think. He's a big he's a big like mm -hmm. restaurant guy. Yeah. So I'd give him you gotta some, go something niche and something. Yeah, I don't know enough crunchy. like five star restaurants, but he'd be some type of fancy like Italian restaurant. Okay. LeBron, yeah. you got to go Taco Tuesdays. You know, oh, that's, Taco that's, Bell. Is that what you're saying? Same. We'll give him Taco Bell. Oh, okay. Um, okay. Trying to think who's who's a drama. You, Draymond Green brings a little drama. I like his game, but he's a little drama. So I give him Dairy Queen. You got to you gotta throw in the queens in there, right? Dairy Queen? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got your Burger King. You got your Dairy Queen. So he's just throws okay. a little, he throws a little drama out there. Who's McDonald's then? Oh, McDonald's, the clown. Well, I think you would go with Nicola, right? <laughs> Joker? Nikola Jokic. Oh, the, okay. Yeah, Joker. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so he could be McDonald's. Okay. Um, what other... I'm trying to think of some other... Subway doesn't really have like a... 
I got I got some ones here if you if you'd like. I can sure. Throw them out. Yeah, give me give me what tell you me got. what you think. Yeah. So I I had LeBron as the keg, high class, consistent, great service. LeBron James. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All okay. right. You you get you you definitely put more thought into those than I had. Well, I had, I, I like I'm putting them. you on the spot here. You I'm did put me on the spot. On the I think spot. my Shaq Burger King's the best one I got. <laughs> Shaq Burger King's a great one. Um. So when I think Lou Dort. Uh, a player from Montreal. You think mm-hmm. of some classic Montreal-based restaurants. I'm thinking of Dunn Smoked Meat. A lot of meat for fair value. Great contract for Lou Dort. Offers a punch across the stat lines. Mm-hmm. Steph Curry, best three-point shooter of all time. He's really good at one thing, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A closed on Sundays. He's a man of faith. He's really good at one thing like Chick-fil-A and chicken. Okay. Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Uh, all right. Steph James, Curry. James Harden. He's really good, but could be adverse effects after leaving. Taco Bell. Mm-hmm. You know, James, mm-hmm. little Taco Bell. Um, okay, I got two more for you, or three more for you. Starbucks, value and established for a while on the price you're in, but a good coffee, nevertheless. Keeps coming back, but never wins best drink. Chris Paul hasn't won a championship. Starbucks. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, this this one. Okay, so my second last one here. Yeah, I think you can guess this one. Uh, Outback Steakhouse. Who do you think Outback Steakhouse would be? Like, is this a current NBA player? Yeah, yeah. So it's an Australian restaurant, if that helps you. So Where Mr. You ben Simmons. Ben oh, Simmons. Ben Simmons. Okay. He's, he's Australian. He's from Melbourne. Yep. yep. Okay, and then my last one, Subway. A lot of variety for a different bunch of sandwiches. You got wraps. You got cookies. You got drinks. Russell Westbrook. Rebounds, assists, lots of points. You know, he's all across the board. Like, Subway's got lots of different sandwiches, you know? Yeah. yeah yeah okay there you all go right. there you go I, so, yeah, how long so, how long did this take you phil i do need to know for so it took me a little too long it took me a little too long to be to be honest i was i was really thinking about it over this past week i'm like what's a question i can ask luke and i'm like "Ooh, nba stars and restaurants yeah I don't, I don't know why this came to my mind but it was just something that i thought was fun and a little bit silly so yeah no, no. I hey man that's what these that's exactly what these questions are supposed to be like like for example, using a tennis ball to play basketball. You know, <laughs> you, these are questions you're not going to hear from any other podcast because they're they're a little bit silly, and that's okay. We bring the silliness. Exactly. But now we're going to get into some of the bread, some of the the cool stuff that's happening this week. We're talking about a lot of different point guards, and that means it's time for Bam. NBA Weekly. Mm-hmm. A lot of cool things happening this week. Um, for the third week in a row, you've probably heard his name multiple times. So we're going to talk about him again because, well, his name is Steph Curry and he's unbelievable. Mm. You're like, am I watching the episode I watched last week? I've heard about Steph Curry before. What's no, and I, I've heard this name before. It's okay. It's good. I'm glad you've heard this name before because the man is playing unbelievable. 96 threes. Not 26, not 36, 96 threes, what some players hit over a whole season in one month. Crazy. Unbelievable. What's your thoughts on that, Phil? I got a couple notes there, but I'll let you kind of chat about it first. Sure. Yeah. So an unbelievable month. Uh, There was a great video I sent you from a great meme account on Instagram of uh, the NBA posting a YouTube clip of all of Steph's threes. And it was 20 minutes long for for the month of April. Uh, it's the, it's the most ever, uh, second most being James Harden, who had mm-hmm. 82 in November, 2019. Mm-hmm. So he eclipsed it by 14 threes, averaged 37.3 a game, 
on 52% shooting and like 47% from behind the, behind the line. And so I got one more stat for you here. He had 13 30-point games, which is the most 30-point 30 play, 30 games a, a player age 33 or older has ever had in a month, surpassing Kobe Bryant, who had 12. So most 30-point games in a month for someone older than 33. Amazing streak he's on. Can he bring the Warriors in the playoffs through the play-in? We'll find out. I guess we'll see what happens, right? I, I did read that stat about the 33 and above. Sometimes I find, and I, I think it's a cool stat, but sometimes mm. I find like, you like see this tweet and like people are like cherry picking stats. <laughs> oh yeah. You know what I mean? Well, like, like what is, I, I, Oh, I know. It's just like 30, uh, 33 and above 30, 13 games, yeah. 30 points, uh, 32 like, years old in 250 days. No <laughs> one's done it more. No, it's or no. you'll see like first player to ever record 10 points with 700 other players. But on May 25th, yeah. because mm-hmm. it was snowing, He's the only player to ever have done it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You're you're not wrong. Some of those I stats think are it's quite cool. crazy. I mean, yeah. it is 33 to be 33 years old and having that many 30 point games is very impressive. I just always see those stats and I'm kind of like, man, this guy was trying to create some content. He's like, work. He's like, oh, oh, I need a stat for Twitter today. What can I do? What can I do? <laughs> what can I do to grind it in? Good so, on them for their research because yeah. I to figure that stat out, there does have to be some quality research that goes into it. You know what I mean? Like you do have to. <laughs> put some time into figuring that stat out but Mm -hmm. uh yeah no it's it's incredible month really the only thing i wanted to tack on there you 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 just talked about james harden uh how he beat that at the 83 um forbes tommy beer tweeted when larry bird led the nba in three-pointers and if you haven't heard of larry bird which i'm sure you have but if you haven't uh arguably (laughs) you know the guy that kind of created the three-point shot you know what i mean the guy who big shots down the stretch you just think larry bird he's your three-point king during the 1986-87 season he led the nba in three-pointers and he did so with 93s on 225 attempts wow wow in april curry made 96 on 206 attempts wow so almost shot as much in a season in one month wow he, he did he shot six he made six more threes on roughly you know, 20 less attempts mm-hmm. than what Larry Bird did in a whole season while leading yeah. the NBA. So you can really see the difference. I mean, Steph Curry obviously shoots a lot more threes than your average mm-hmm. player, but not that much more than some of your high volume shooters. Now it's, it's incredible to see how much yeah. the league has changed, but yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. I mean, Larry Bird, obviously very well known for three point shooting and Steph Curry just did what he did in a season. Yeah. yeah. In 16, <laughs> 17 games, he did what he did in a month. Incredible. <laughs> Uh, yeah yeah no it's crazy and then we're going to keep talking about point guards this is a point guard that kind of kind of fallen off the radar in the last couple years due to injuries and being on a team that really wasn't doing much and that was uh washington wizards now houston rockets john wall um is now the nba all-time leader in blocks by a point guard i kind of saw that stat pop up and i was like what like like when i think of john wall he's still so young right he's what is he he 30 He's 30. One? Yeah, he's 30. 30 31. No, he's 30. Is he 30? Okay. Yeah. Um, he's 30, yeah. You know, you talking four years ago, three years ago. He's like, is this the not and i wouldn't say he was ever an mvp candidate but he was definitely talks of like is this a top five point guard? Is this one of the best point guards in the league? Him and Bradley Beal are unbeatable. And then he kind of just kind of faded off because he didn't really ever do anything and Washington doesn't get a lot of press conference. 
And injuries play a factor, right? He tore his, I think he tore his ACL is what happened. He had a really bad injury. Oh no, he did his Achilles in. So he did his Achilles in. Achilles, yeah. yeah. So uh, either though, like, I mean, he's only 30. He's still got, you know, probably five years in the league barring injuries. Um, Mm -hmm. Maybe even more, but you know, for sure, probably at least five. A lot of players played with 35 that are, you know, really good athletes. And he's now the all-time leading point guard. Uh, in blocks, which is just crazy. That's just not a stat I would have seen. And it's kind of, so just to give you a rundown. In 2018, he had his most, which was 1.1 a game. He's 6'4", mind you. So Over a block a game as a point guard is an incredible. Yeah, incredible. That's then wild. in 19, wow. uh, now mind you, it was a little less games because he had an injury near the end, but I think he played half the season. He had 0.9. Mm-hmm. Um, then 2020, he had his injury, so he didn't play the whole season. Mm-hmm. And then he came back this year and in his, I think, 46 games, he's at 0.8. Wow. So like, it's not like he's fallen off. Like he kind of, and I kind of thought he would have fallen off, you know, athleticism. It always takes a little bit of bounce back. You don't mm-hmm. throw yourself out there as much after an injury like that, especially for blocks. Cause you have to jump in weird angles to get blocks. Like, especially as a point guard. Cause most of those blocks are probably coming from like a weird kind of like mm-hmm. jumping to the side or, but yeah, good on John wall. He's, he's done really well. I don't know if you looked at his stats, he's averaging like 20, 21, uh, 7.9 assists, like almost a double, double a game on a team that really, has nothing <laughs> yeah so so i guess like you could look at his shooting splits they aren't that great but i i think you can't take away from the fact that he is like the king of the chase down block like the mm-hmm. speed that he still has to kind of come back and chase those blocks down it's very impressive and yep. nothing can take it away from him now he's the number one yeah, of all time it's... for point guards blocking amazing for those that were wondering too we'll just quickly sum this up but so the the list goes john wall 427 blocks at second, Jason Kidd, 425 blocks, who's also 6'4". Then you have Magic Johnson, who you'd, th- you'd think would be a lot higher, to be honest, at 6'9", yeah. with only 361. Baron mm-hmm. Davis, who was kind of another little shock at number four. I never would have, like I knew Baron had a lot of hop. I knew he had a lot of energy in his game. I mm-hmm. liked him. I wouldn't have guessed he has a lot of blocks, but 360. And then Nate McMillan uh, with 332, who used to play for the uh, Supersonics uh, back mm-hmm. then. Now coaching so, the Hawks. That's yeah, right. Wow. Yeah. So all these guards, other than Magic Johnson, uh, six four, and Jason mm-hmm. Kidd six three. So I kind of, I just thought that was kind of cool. Jason Kidd as well. Like when you think of Jason Kidd, you, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. he's a gritty defender, but like I wouldn't have guessed he had four hundred twenty five blocks. You know what I mean? Like, I, I like yeah. maybe steals, but like you just when you look at Jason Kidd, you're not like, oh, that guy's gonna block me on my dunk attempt or <laughs> my no. shot attempt. You would guess Magic out of that list would be leading by a long shot. By a long shot, third yeah. is is kind of crazy. That's wild. and and like a hundred almost or sorry about seventy blocks back. So yeah, mind you, shorter career. I guess yeah. you could could say, but at six nine, you would have thought, and especially the point guards at that time, you think. But either or, it's pretty cool. Good job, John Wall. You're pretty much going to secure mm-hmm. that. There's no active players that I saw were anywhere close to on that, that list. Eh? Um, no, no. I don't know where Russell was. I, I forgot to look where Russell's at, but I would imagine if he's, he, I don't know, he can't be that close because I didn't see him in the top ten. I don't think so. Yeah. And then we're going to actually, now that we're talking about Russell, we're going to jump into our last part of the NBA Weekly. We're going to talk about Russell Westbrook because uh, he's awesome. You gotta you gotta love him in his 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 worst, and you gotta love him in his best because that's what Russell Westbrook is. He's gonna have months of like, does this guy even know how to play basketball? To the next month, <laughs> him hitting game winners and averaging a triple double. That's just that's who Russell Westbrook is, and uh, he's on an accomplishment of of being six shy from matching Oscar Robinson for the most uh, triple doubles. 
And uh, Phil, you've disappeared from me, but I know you're still on mic, so we'll just keep chatting. You just you just sneaking away, eh? I'm hiding on my triple dots, sneaky snake. <laughs> sneaky snake. Um, so Russell Westbrook, uh, triple doubles. He was asked like if it feels like an accomplishment to him to how many he has. He said, I honestly believe there is no player like myself. And if people want to take it for granted, sorry for them, but I'm pretty sure if everybody could do it, they would do it. And it's a valuable point. A lot of people say, you know, we're we're so accustomed to Russell Westbrook getting a triple-double. Like, I see his stat lines, and I don't even go like, oh, cool. Like, I, I just like, oh, cool, Russell, Russell did that again. But when you really start to break down, like, this guy just does everything. Mm-hmm. He's so impressive. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. I, I mean, he's definitely going to take the all-time record. He's only six triple-doubles away. That's easily doable. He's going to probably potentially get that this season if they go into the play the play-in tournament there's a chance because you're going to see russell go crazy in the playoffs that's just who he is um there's no way he's not getting a couple triple doubles in the playoffs which right now they're two games back from the eighth seed so there's a good chance they're getting play-in tournament unless they, they just randomly lose the next nine games which not going to happen um i don't think so i think they're on a hell of a tear so i think they've yeah. got a good chance to do it so just to give you a, a stat there too which was which pretty crazy um, in his last game against the Spurs, Westbrook got his 12th triple-double in the month of April. Wow. Just some incredible stat lines. Curry making 96 threes, John Wall getting blocks like crazy, and then Russell having that many triple-doubles. Oh, amazing. So he passed Wilt Chamberlain's 1968 record for most triple-doubles in a single month. Um, yeah, incredible. Like 12 triple-doubles in a month. Like that's not just like a hot streak here or there. Like that's 12 games. How many do you games mm-hmm. do you even play in a month? You play like what? 15? Yeah, 15 probably at your max cuz two two every two. yeah, one every two days, yeah. Yeah, so I mean basically every game he played he was averaging putting up a triple-double. So, and you could argue yeah. that he's on teams that aren't as strong, but still to go up, okay, points, assists, sure. You expect that from a point guard, but like the rebounds and we're not talking like, Oh, he just squeezed by with 10. Like we're talking, he'll go out and get like 15 or 20 mm-hmm. assists. We're not talking like, Oh, he squeezed by with 10. There's games where he's getting 20 to 20 plus assists points. Yeah. He's not just getting 10 points. Like these triple doubles are, are like 20 points, 20 assists, 15 rebounds, five, like five steals, two blocks. Like he's just everywhere. It's, it's insane. He, the, this is point guard month. That's what we'll say. Point Incredible. For sure. Uh found his block totals 289 for his career. Okay. So he's he's really not going to be in that unless he goes crazy. He's not going to be in that. Yeah. I, he saves a lot of his energy for rebounds. So yep. makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Uh cool. Yeah, that's well. So that's it for our NBA weekly. Now we're gonna kind of talk about our, our NBA 2K21. Count it! He's on fire! downtown uh so phil and i last week as you heard or if you didn't we drafted the top franchise point guards and we are going to be simming them uh today what we're going to talk about is just more about our starting five kind of our plans going into the game what we're expecting and uh yeah phil why don't you why don't you talk about your one through five and and give me your six man as well and uh, we'll talk game plan after two Sure. So my starting five of Stephen Curry at the one, Kyrie Irving at the two, 
Allen Iverson at the three, Russell Westbrook at the four, and Oscar Robertson at the five with Isaiah Thomas at the six. Off the bench, I know. All these point guards coming at you. We're talking about Russell grabbing rebounds. Talk about Steph breaking records for threes. I think that's a pretty dynamic starting five if you're talking point guards. So, yeah, I'm in trouble. I, I regret my second overall pick. My second overall pick because I got scared. Phil took Steph Curry. I took Derek Rose. Sorry, my fourth overall pick. Phil, then you took Russell Westbrook. And I kind of panicked for a second. I was like, oh, I need height. And I went James Harden. And I should have went Allen Iverson. I thought, oh, he's mm. too small. But I like looking at my team, if I see an Allen Iverson at my at my two, um, I'd be a lot more happier with that. But that's okay. I still got a decent team. It, it, they're they're a little bit I, – I got some, some height on you. I think just just a couple inches here and there, but I got mm-hmm. number one Steve Nash, you know my floor general. Um, he's got some some decent defense, so I think he'll you know he'll try to stay in front of Steph Curry. Uh, Derek Rose versus Kyrie, so I got yeah. So Sun Steve Nash for one. I got Derek Rose at the two. I got Gilbert Arenas at the three. I got Fat Lever from the Nuggets at my four. For those of you who don't know him, that's okay. Neither did I, but he gets a lot of rebounds, so that's good. <laughs> uh, number five, we have the Rockets, James Harden. And two of those guys are obviously shooting guards, but we kind of put them in. Uh, 2K actually put them at the point guards because they just, they really are the point guard. They just had the shooting guard position name, but they ran the ball almost every single play through them. Um, and then for my six, I don't know who, I was just looking at my team here, man. I, I could pick all those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I'm going to throw Jason Kidd in there because I need some blocks. So we'll have mm-hmm. Jason Kidd coming off as my six. So what's, uh, what's, what's your plan, Phil? What's your, what's your game plan going into this? Shooting, 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 and more shooting. Uh, Curry <laughs> yep. and Kyrie shooting. Allen Iverson did some mid-range, and then we got Westbrook and Robertson to grab some boards. That's the plan. And then some more shooting with Lillard off the bench. So that's that's my strategy: shooting, shooting, and more shooting. Okay. So I, you know, I built out a team that that is very ISO centric. But the cool part is, is when you don't have a center, you guys can get to the rim. So you know, you think of a Derrick mm-hmm. Rose, a Gilbert Arenas, a James Harden. They don't really have to worry about a center contending them. They just got to get by their their guard. So I'm thinking, and then having Steve Nash, if he's looking for cuts and you kind of running the ball there, like I, I think we can get a lot of points. Our biggest thing is too, I brought in Jason Kidd off the bench, Tony Parker, um, some guys that can play some really solid defense because your shooting output is going to be nuts. And I'm just hoping um, that they somehow kind of play the defense that they should. But 2K definitely does favor three points. And they're hard to guard, so I, I, I'm I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm not as confident as my last one. And the only reason I lost the last one is because I'm Williamson didn't get the ball 99% of the time like Luca did. But hey, man, I mean, I'm just, I'm just whatever. whatever. Doesn't like to lose, ladies and I gentlemen. I do not but, like to uh, lose. That's that is for sure. But. We're gonna find out if he loses another one. So the second one he loses in a row, or does he sneak out and not on top? Well, you know what? I won the rock paper scissors. So if I lose this, I, I came out on top somewhere else, right? If you I can lost clip both. That. You can clip that for the rest of your life. Yeah, exactly. If I lose every single one from here, I won the first one. So that's what that's what's important. But no, I'm looking there forward to the go. game. Um, we're gonna do like we did last time. We will have the announcing. Phil and Chris. I don't know. Are you guys suiting up again? Absolutely. You guys Absolutely are gonna suit up. up. I'm gonna try and to figure tie. out and a tie. And a tie. Okay. I'm gonna try mm-hmm. to figure out how to suit up, uh, and we're we're gonna try to figure out how to zoom to get us how to figure game. out how to suit up. What do you mean? Well, no, I know how to suit up, but I mean we're gonna try okay. to figure out how to get the camera to rotate me in so y'all can see my pretty mm, face. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. For those that are looking for it, 
you do need to subscribe to the YouTube channel because this will not be an audio podcast just due to the fact that it's very visual. The whole game is visual. It's going to be recorded through NBA 2K21 on the new Xbox by Phil. Uh, it's going to be a fun time. The other one is a blast. I encourage you to go check that out. That was where we did the top 25, under 25, and played them out. I unfortunately lost, but I still think Phil put the sliders up. There's no proof against it. Um, I, this is what I'm going to hold to my grave. But mm. yes, mm. I'm hoping for a win this one, but I, I'm definitely not as, as confident as my last game. But that's okay. We'll find out. We'll Steve, find out come next week. Steve Nash will need to be the true coach for me. It won't be me. <laughs> that is and our... you got Jason Kidd, another coach on yeah, here. Yeah. Well, I don't know if I want that coach, but <laughs> I love you, Jason Kidd. Great player. Coaching, you know, you got, you got to work on it a bit. Got to work on it a bit. Let's jump into our, our hot take, Phil. Are, are, you, are you ready for it? Let's do it. Sisley. Flame. We're getting torched. Phil, what do you what are you bringing to me? I think we're bringing uh, probably a three. So I think that's a habanero spice. But I would say put up the shack face because the shack face is the better it's, of the scales. It's part of our podcast. This is, I mean, Shaq is, I mean, it, it, one day he's going to announce for us on this show. I, I, fo- <laughs> I fully believe it. Whether it's by me just clipping his audio into our our podcast and not actually Shaq, but we're going to pretend it was Shaq. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Should I do that? I, I like it. I like it. Sounds good. <laughs> Copyrights. Uh, don't come after us. We are just simply joking. There's no lawsuit here. We are just two podcasters with 20 subscribers. <laughs> 20. <laughs> You're giving us numbers. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yes. You, you listening here, you're going to be part of our 20 subscribers. We're at 16. Hit the like and subscribe button, become part of our top 20 on our way to million. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So for, for our take, there will be an upset in the first round of this year's playoffs. And my Toronto predict- Raptors take out Brooklyn Nets for the championship. <laughs> no, that's okay. right. They, they got to win. I don't know. They got to win three more games to then tie the Wizards and then make the play. And so I'm not, I'm not sure how much your Raptors, our Raptors are going to get in, but I'm predicting that the Los Angeles Lakers will defeat the Nuggets in a three, six matchup. If, if as of today, they would be playing the Nuggets in the three spot, Lakers in the six, and the Lakers would win. What are your thoughts? Is that a Shaq five? Is that a Shaq five? I mean, yeah, I think so. Because when Jamal Murray went down, I think everyone kind of expected the Nuggets to kind of like not fall off, but I don't think anyone expected them to win. What they win? Nine out of ten, eight out of ten games? Nine out of Something like that. They've won five in a row right now. Yeah. When- when they, they so they beat the Clippers yesterday, yep, and they be, beat the Pelicans this week with Jokic blocking Zion basically at the buzzer to win it. That was mm-hmm. an amazing highlight if you hadn't seen that. They did without Jamal. Yeah, they've been starting PJ Dozier and Facundo Campazzo in the backcourt. Facundo, great name, not as good as Jamal Murray. PJ no. Dozier was a late rotation player last year, so. It's a little bit tight, but of course they have the Joker as the future MVP potentially this year. We got Michael Porter Jr. that you know I love. Coming hey, we we brought him into a hot take. He, that's coming to fruition, my brother. That's coming I to know. fruition. His ceiling is quite quite high. And now that he's getting more touches, because rightfully so, he's he's proven himself to be a baller, which I think he said. He, he remember last year I don't, in the playoffs, he asked for more touches. I want more that's touches. Right. They basically, everyone's like, well, you're not going to get him because Jamal Murray's getting like 40 points a night. Like, we're not, mm-hmm. like in, in Joker's 
killing it. Nowhere to give you touches. You're basically Chris Bosch out of the three. <laughs> you can take your out role. Your you can That's average right. 30, but it's not going to happen. And now mm-hmm. he's kind of the second and he's killing it. He's second fiddle. Uh, I think so nine out of his last 11 games, he's above his season average. Season average is about 19 a game. I expect him to continue that trend. And he's shooting 54% on the season, yeah. which is, which is a, an incredible stat for a second-year player. I mean, to be averaging above 50% on shooting is quite quite impressive. So, yeah, I, I think we called that right with Porter Jr. I think he's he's going to be a really key player for them. If they're going to beat the Lakers, they, he's got to have a really big series. He's got to really step in the, into the limelight and really go for it. A super, super high ceiling, but that's why we're saying this is number five because we believe the Lakers are going to take them out. Uh, mm-hmm. that's why that's why we're here that's why it's a hot take because the nuggets really truly have not slowed down without their starting point guard and they have a lot of talent but i do think that we will see the upset by the lakers over um over the nuggets now this is barring mm-hmm. of course injuries it always is yep. you never know what's yep. going to happen i do think that anthony davis matches this up well against uh jokic joker jokic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who knows how to say his name big j Yokich. Yokich. Something like Nicola. that. Uh, but yeah, no, I think Anthony, Anthony Davis and, and, and LeBron James are, you know, they're really good. They're, they're not a six seed. In normal seasons, they're never a six seed. No, right? if LeBron Just James doesn't of the get injured. Yeah. If, if Anthony Davis and LeBron James don't get injured, they're not there. They're coming back mm. healthy. LeBron James is LeBron James. Now, I do think he's only got a couple of weeks now to get into playoff game shape. That's um, right. So that is a little bit scary. Um, now, I do think he takes care of his body, but he is older, and that does sometimes take a little bit to get back into it. Um, so he, he was interviewed this past week and was basically saying that he's he doesn't feel the same after that injury, and he says he doubt he will ever feel the same after that injury because a high ankle sprain sucks. I've had one. You've had one. I'm pretty sure. And you're not a nice injury. It's taken, it takes years to get over that. So yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's definitely could slow him down, but I think LeBron, as we talked about, he's LeBron's LeBron, LeBron's LeBron. <laughs> he will, he will get it done. Yeah. If that means he's not driving as much, that means he's playmaking. That means he's getting his players open shots. That means Anthony Davis takes more shots, which Anthony Davis mm-hmm. has shown again and again that he can hit those shots. Um, so I think we, this is kind of what we expected with LeBron as he gets older, he's still a starting player for your team, not because he hits shots and he doesn't have to, it's because of his playmaking ability. He can post you up and kick out of the post. Like he, he, when he slows down, I I see LeBron moving into a four. Yep. See LeBron moving into a four. Okay. You're, you're guarding people who aren't as quick. Um, mm-hmm. you're still playmaking. You're still part of the touches and yeah, LeBron is LeBron. He's going to be injured. So that might mean we might not see any crazy dunks, but that's okay because LeBron's taking care of himself and he's not going to be stupid. He's not going to see a fast break and, and try to slam it down. He'll do the layup because he knows there's a long part. That's how LeBron has got to where he is. That's why he's done this season after season, after season, after season of being at the best mm-hmm. of the best is because he's smart. Consistent and persistent. That's our LeBron. What was the restaurant? He's our... He's the keg. He's the keg. He's yeah, he's the he's, keg. He's the keg. High and class, tacos, consistent, and Taco Bell. Bell. And Taco Bell. That's right. <laughs> the keg's tacos. The keg's yes. tacos. That's what he is. Some fine steak tacos, if you will. Okay. Yeah. I uh, I see the, the Lakers winning that one. I, um, there's going to be an upset there. Um. Yeah. 
I just that's that's our hot take. I, I think everybody else might be on that hot take, but I don't know. The Nuggets mm-hmm. in fight. I, I'm kind of interested. Like that's that's one of my hot takes where I'm like I kind of believe in it, but there's that small part of me like the Nuggets are playing really well. Mm-hmm. Well, the playoffs are going to be great. Clippers versus Mavs is another one. Like the Mavericks could easily upset the Clippers if they're in real good shape. Well, not easily, but it's it would be a, it'll be a competitive game against again a really yep. competitive. Well, we series, saw it last year. Say. It was a competitive series yeah. without Przingis. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Who's um who's the Suns up against if they if we were doing straight playoffs, it would be Suns versus your Portland Trailblazers. Okay. I could see there there being some. Yeah, so it'll be the winner. There. Yeah, winner of Grizzlies and Trailblazers would be the seventh seed. Okay. So it's sh- I would assume it would be the Blazers. You have a ton we'll of my concern with the Sun and yeah, the West is gonna be the most interesting. I think the East is mm-hmm. kind of like set. As long as like no yeah, injuries I happen, agree. I think I think the I don't think there's gonna be any upsets on the east side. Um, I do think that Portland versus the Suns would be an ideal matchup, just due to the fact that the Suns do not have a lot of playoff experience, and the Blazers have a good amount of it now, with a lot yeah. of veteran players who know how to perform and play like crazy in the playoffs. Do I mm-hmm. think they're the team that's gonna win? No, but I do think they'll cause some issues for the Suns if that's the matchup that happens. Yeah. Yeah, and Dame and CJ versus Booker and Paul would be a real fun, oh, real fun seven days. You got Norm there, Norm, Norm now. Uh, mm-hmm. Mello, again, now accepting his six-man role, coming off the bench. They're healthy in the post, which they have not been for the last couple of seasons when they get deep in the playoffs. Or sorry, not deep, but into the start of the playoffs. So yeah, that, that, the West is going to be a fun, fun playoff series this year. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Just, I don't think there's a favorite. I don't like, in my back of my head, I don't think I have a favorite from the West that like, these are the people that are going to win. There's no chance anyone's even coming close to taking them down. Do you, do you think, do you feel the same? Um, I feel like it's very hard to pick against LeBron. Anytime he's in the playoffs, of course, last couple times he's been in the playoffs, he's made it to the finals. Right. So, but he's also I, now coming off an injury. So like, that's what exactly, I mean. Like, there's not like exactly. this team. Like I look at the Lakers, I'm pretty sure they will be the team to title contend, but mm-hmm. I'm not like, this is for sure. Like you look at the East Coast yeah. and it should be the Nets. Like there's like unless the Nets get injured or they have like a huge blow up, it should be the Nets in the finals. Like it was mm-hmm. like the Golden State when the Golden State was amazing. It was kind of like they're going to be in the finals. There's no other team that's really going to compete. The West, I look at all these teams, I'm like they all have players that could could put could bring their team to the next level and get to the contender. It's like it's going to be a lot of fun watching the West Coast playoffs this year. Yeah, playoffs, baby. We're almost there. Almost, almost there. there. So Phil. Are you ready, though, for the most important thing of the week? It's when we talk about our favorite boys. We the North. Give me some Raptor news. Give me some Raptors news, Luke. Give me some Raptors news. Mm-hmm. And, and you asked me for the news, but you got to give me the news because you're my Raptors guy. You give me the All news. right. All right. So uh, it was another week that could have been forgotten for the Raptors. They beat the Cavaliers. There was a viral moment of Kevin Love throwing in the ball, very upset, <laughs> Inbounding it straight for a three-pointer oh, in the corner enough. from uh, from Flynn. <laughs> it was it was uh, it was something else to see that Kevin Love play. You can see he's he's really not a happy camper there. That then again, maybe a little bit out of context because there was a play that happened prior. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they lost the Nets. Surprise, surprise. Uh, Freddie Gillespie had five blocks in that game, so that was a nice standout game for a man on a ten-day contract. They lost the Nuggets. A big collapse with the second unit in the fourth quarter and another loss to the Jazz, which ends up being 
them being tied in seventh last, which could hopefully mean good lottery odds. 29% chance of a top five pick right now. That's pretty good. I will take those odds. And uh, we have other news in the sense that Kyle Lowry played his 600th game as a Raptor. Ooh. And uh, yeah, maybe a, oh, that's a, cool. a bit of a conversation later down the road for our Raptors of all time. Who's the top one there? Uh, Ken Birch, career high 20 points, four assists, and two threes against the Nuggets. And that is your Raptor news. That is, and they're going to win the NBA championship. So that's our last. <laughs> that's our last part of the Raptors. <laughs> exactly, they're yeah, gonna win it. I, I believe it. No, um, yeah, it's kind of. I like the play-in tournament. The more I thought about it, it's kind of cool because if you're like a team that's close, it's like, well, you don't just give up because like if you're in that 12th seed, like I think it's important for the Raptors to play hard because there's a chance you make it. And like, what do you lose? Do you not take a chance to get some playoff experience mm-hmm. over getting a pick if you're in that kind of like almost in there? You know what I mean? Like you it's really i do like it because it's kind of making players like teams not tank because there's that chance of like to me personally i think it's if you have a young core and you have the team you like do you take the chance that you could get playoff experience or do you tank if you have a garbage team that has nothing at all sure you tank but if you have like a raptors team like you look at their team right now i think you try to get in the play-in tournament you have a lot of young guys who could use some playoff experience what do you Mm -hmm. think i mean i think that's valuable do you not it's, a, it's supposed to be a deep draft this year is the only argument. Um, and obviously, like you're saying right now, they've got a 29% chance of getting uh, a pick that's in the top five. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm really on the fence about this myself. I, I love to see the Raptors succeed, but I'd love to see some new talent come in on a season where it's been a little bit down for the Raptors. It could be a real opportunity to get someone that's a top kind of pick and talent. So we'll see. Well, what happens if you're the 10th seed and you make the play-in tournament? Your lottery pick would still be at the 10th seed, though, wouldn't it? No, I, I don't think so. It automatically bumps you out. Yeah. Oh, it okay. takes you out of the lottery. takes you out of the lottery if you make the playoffs. If you make yeah. the playoffs. Okay, because I was going to say sure. that. We'll have to fact check that. Yeah, I'm not because yeah. I was going to say that would make it interesting because then, like, why wouldn't you fight for a 10th seed if you're still going to be in the lottery? Yeah, that's true. Like, I think that would actually, if you're a tanking team, that's the perfect, like not a tanking team, but a team that's like, kind of like, we're kind of really good. We're not super great. We could potentially be good. Like when, if you're in that 10th seed, you now have a chance. Okay. We could make the playoffs or we're still in the lottery. Like that's an amazing place to be for a team. That's kind of like in the middle of the pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My, yeah. my opinion anyways. No, no, it's not a bad opinion. It's not a bad opinion. All right. We're going to jump into our last from deep question, Phil. the swish is out it is and we were going to bring this one last week but we got a little bit late and look at us we're already 42 minutes into this one so we'll keep this quick we just love talking basketball phil we just just love talking talking basketball we love talking basketball um what does the nba look like without a three-point line wow what does the NBA look like without a three-point line? I'm going to look it up right now. What year? I, I kind of have an idea what, you, what year. Yeah, so I, I would say the NBA without a three-point line would be, obviously, you're not going to see the far shooting that we've been seeing. I would assume you're going to be seeing less little guys, quote-unquote, air, air quotes, little guys, people under 6'5", really succeeding at the shooting side. And you probably see more of a focus on the back to the basket type of play that 
comes with the 70s and 80s i would imagine that's what you would see but it's hard to say hard to say i don't think players under 65 would be really in the league unless you're really really good yeah well unless you'll you're... always see that but i i just mean like if you think about it right like with no three-point line your really good players were always taller about six five six six um and then you would still i still think you would see the expansion of of people like anthony davis and Giannis, who are dribbling the ball more like think about magic johnson he was six nine at point guard and cool enough i actually didn't know when they added the three-point line but they added it in 1979 the first rookie year of magic johnson and larry bird oh there you go <laughs> and then what's this well sir uh, they said, while certain college basketball conferences experimented within the early 80s, the NCAA didn't universally implement the three-point line until 1986 with high school wow. basketball following a suit a year later. So Magic Johnson and Larry Bird joined the NBA in their first season and they added the three-point line. That's really cool. You know, I, I didn't actually know that. That makes Larry Bird, as a three-point shooter, a very interesting story because that means he that learned how to do it in right? the league. Exactly. That's yeah, really. That I didn't know that. That's really really cool. And mm-hmm. the fact is, is that could you imagine being a college player for almost um, seven years? You're playing college and trying to get to the NBA, and they don't even have a three point line. Yeah, that would have been interesting because players would have been trying to shoot from there to show they had the range to be up their draft stock, but it wouldn't have done anything in college basketball because it still would have been a two. That would and have that's been so interesting. Bobby Knight- that's why Bobby Knight threw lots of chairs on the court because he was pissed off with people playing and shooting from the three-point line that didn't exist in the NCAA. Okay. There we go. I didn't We've wrapped that. the mystery. We've wrapped the mystery. No, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just playing. Okay. Maybe <laughs> that's maybe, maybe that's okay. Don't you be taking threes. Only only 15-footers. And then Doran, Mr. Doran's like, hey, no 15-footers. Only, <laughs> only three only points layups. and layups. But yeah. um, no, I, th- I think that's really – that's pretty neat, actually. I, I didn't know that. And I do think the NBA now, mm. like, I don't think Steph Curry's Steph Curry. No, I don't think so either. Yeah, I, don't, I think I don't, you're right. I think, like, people like Russell Westbrook would have be even more crazy. Um, I think your, your, like, your Kevin Durant's would be still exist. I think Kevin Durant wouldn't have a three-pointer, but he'd probably be a – you'd have guys like that playing point, like Magic Johnson. You'd try to find these six nine guys with some ball-handling skills to play your point guard. It'd yeah. Be really, I- it'd be cool. And if you take it kind of back as well, obviously a lot more low scoring physical type of games in the seventies. Right. Yeah. So there was a lot of more play where it's like physical, physical play punches thrown. I could see it being more of like a physical sport in that sense as well. And yep. who knows how that evolves as well into the game. Yeah. Good, really yeah, good question. It would it'd be really cool. I, I guarantee your average height of your team would be like six, eight. Yeah. Guaranteed sure. because basketball's yeah. grown so much you you now are kind of expanding across the world so you can go into europe leagues and find these guy tall guys that can dribble and shoot um yeah i mean you would have seen like basically would have been the monsters from mm-hmm. <laughs> from space jam that would have been your average team in the nba it would have been it would have been really cool kobe bryant probably would have been a point guard um definitely wouldn't have been mm-hmm. the shooting guard uh yeah that would have been, that would have been very interesting now we'll never know though because steph curry said the three point line is here to stay and uh i'm just going to destroy it and make it my make it my favorite place to be yeah and who knows what other leagues around the world do maybe the european league installs a three-point line and they become the nba they become the star league right it's it's hard to say great question yeah all right well that is our show for the week 
what do you have to say, Phil? Are you excited for the sim? Are you excited for your week? Excited I'm excited to win again. I'm excited to win again in the 2K sim. All right, I gotta go. Place one more time <laughs> on your home court. It's gonna be great. Oh, it's on my. Oh, that's right. It's on my home court. Yeah, right. that's right. You disrespect me on my own home court. You can find I think yourself we a will. new podcast job, Phil. A new podcast job for you, sir. There'll be no co-host if I lose uh, next week's podcast, so to speak. <laughs> From deep with Luke Jansen and Luke Jansen. Mm. So, Luke, what do you think about this? Oh, Luke, what do you think about that? Oh. So, one big 45-minute monologue. <laughs> my, my inner dialogue, <laughs> we, we could be chatting all day. Either oh, or, had a great week. Definitely give us a watch. Check out for our simulation game later this week, I believe, where we can try to drop it on like Thursday, Friday. Is that the idea? We're going to do our best. Something we'll like that. Keep an eye. We'll post it up on Facebook when it's ready to rock and rolling on YouTube. And past that, have a wonderful week. And we will see you next week for uh, episode seven. Peace. Like, comment, subscribe. Bye.